a stranger. Da -da 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 -da. Listening to us. Hey, stranger. One day you'll hit play. Our podcast will come out on Friday. So, so say hey and play. Guys, can you guess what we're doing? <laughs> we just changed the lyrics to... One song decided. Yeah, but what song specifically? Oh, um, waiting for life to begin. Oh, okay, answer right away. And hey, <laughs> guys, we literally just wrote that song. And can't you tell the lyrics just flowed from us? <laughs> we were like, do -de 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 -de. oh my god, that was actually the hardest thing. About it really was. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode. Now it's ten. Yeah, now it's ten. Now it's ten. Oh wow, ten. wow, look at us, ten, ten, ten. We're in the double digits, folks. We're in the double digits. And you know what that means? A very special show. What's really? on this island? Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why, like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, a special episode? What are you're we like, doing? You were like, really? I don't you're know like, what, what we're show? doing. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Fine. Well, so just a brief overview of if you are unfamiliar with Once on this Island, it Reader's Digest version. Mm hmm. It's a spin-off of, like, a spin-off of a spin-off of The Little yep. Mermaid, um, sort of. So, mm -hmm. it's basically this little girl um, was orphaned by a storm. These two people found her. She grew up. She has a greatness, kind heart for life. Yep. She sees this, like, hot-ass guy driving down the beach. He gets in an accident. She falls in love with him. Uh, so, she dedicates her life to healing him and getting him better. All the while, the gods are, like, in love with T-Moon, which is this chick's name. <laughs> By the way. By the way. And so they start making bets on uh, how she's going to live her life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they tend to, like, intervene in interesting ways. You know, drop the mango, all Typical. that fun stuff. And uh, then she gets, uh, she really gets a sword into the stick at the end. It's not a happy ending, even though they try to fool you that it is. She goes and says, I will give my life for yeah. this man. Yep, yep. And she uh, turns into a tree. So, spoiler. Yeah, that, that musical sounds so interesting, the way you described I it. Wow. Go check it out. Guys... You know, this this came out in 19... What year did this come out? It was 1990. 1990. Okay, right. The book that it's actually based on, it came out in 1985, yeah. which was called My Love, My Love, or The Peasant Girl by Rosa Guy. I mean, it's basically The Little Mermaid, but it's like sent in the, set in the French Antilles in the Caribbean Sea, yes. and it's more like a tropical vibe between a poor girl and a rich boy. When uh, it opened, it, sounds it like, was like know, LaShawn's. LaShawn's played to yes, Moon, which I loved. Which she was amazing. She and, was. So, guys, um, we have a very specific reason why we also picked this. <laughs> so, one thing I will say, I absolutely love the music. Yes. Like, if I could be in this show, I would love to be in the show, even in the <laughs> ensemble. I cannot. And if there was any show that I would be cast in, I would not want to participate in that way. Whoa. Um, just because, you know, my own views on it. But this music and the story is actually gorgeous there's some definitely some issues and some drama but what story doesn't have that exactly exactly so delaney why did we feel the need that we both have uh why do we feel a connection over this okay guys so <laughs> if you if you stuck around from the beginning or you just know us you know that we uh went to school together uh -huh. uh at a little school named indian u Notre Dame. Notre Dame in mirror and in my uh what year was that junior my, Junior year, yes, yeah. my junior year. Or no, it was before no. in the Heights, so that was, it was your my sophomore. sophomore year. I'm so old. Wow. <laughs> in my sophomore year, our school decided to put on Once on This Island. Okay. Which 
we're gonna discuss this. Today. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna discuss. Yeah, this. there's decisions were made. Decisions were made, and you know Megan was our. I was the stage was manager. She was stage manager, so so she was heavily involved with this. Yes. Maybe not uh, the picking out of the show, but you know other things. But I really got to see the behind the scenes and and how things transpired. It was a very interesting experience. So I'm gonna start with this. Yes. Um, our class did not have. Uh, there was one black person. One black person. <laughs> Kemya, that's right. Kemya. Kemya. I I don't. I feel weird mentioning any names. Maybe we'll mention some. But, but... she she also was very. Uh, uh, her specialty was Caribbean dance. Yeah. It so was. like it was a perfect show for Kemya. Exactly. So, but because else. she was the only black person when this came out and we knew the show, we knew it was uh, usually done, if it's done right, by um, a group of black people. And POC. We're looking for POC, POC people here. Po- which POC our department did not have a lot of at that time. Right, right. So it was just a very interesting choice for our department to pick. Yes. <laughs> but... We want to give the musical its its due yes. because, I mean, like we're going to talk about our experience, all that, but it's still an amazing musical. Mm-hmm. And the main reason that technically we could have done the musical was so in the um, script itself, the authors put a note, mm-hmm. and we experienced this because when we started it, I had no idea about this. But if you purchase the rights to Once on This Island. There all are alternative lyrics. So if yes. you don't have the cast to uh, to do the, because like typically how it's normally done in its fullest form is the rich people are people typically of lighter skin, mixed race type of thing. Yeah. Whereas the poor people are more uh, black and just like that's how they play on it. It's the color differences right. and stuff, and that defines your class. Yes. So, the author's note, though, if you don't have that, they change it. Instead of class or racism, it's about poor and rich rather than the yes. color of your skin. Yes. So, the author's note says, Once on this island is based on the cultural, religious, and racial diversions found in Haiti between the mulatto ruling class and the dark-skinned rural peasants. Mm-hmm. Our original production in New York was strictly cast with these racial lines and texts, making reference in several places to skin color. Mm-hmm. However, since the story also transcends the issue of race, we've supplied specific text alterations which if need be will allow greater flexibility in making casting choices while maintaining the core ideas of prejudice and separation of people because of their differences okay aka it's giving people an out uh how i feel about this yep i don't agree i i think that and the, unfortunately, like, you can still... En- you can, The thing is, like, I can never be in Once on this Island, but I can still enjoy it. The music is still gorgeous. And when there's a yeah. production that's done and it's done the right way, yeah. I will definitely go out and see it. Um, and because, in my opinion, it was put there... Like, so these white writers yep. took this book that was written by a black woman mm-hmm. and... My question is, if it wasn't so important and so vital to the story in terms of, like, the race and the culture of Haiti, then why put it... Then, like, why take that book that was yeah. written by right. that woman? Like, right. she chose to take The Little Mermaid and put it in Haiti and put it with all these specific... Yes. Like, specific races in mind yes. and specific uh, 
cultures things and stuff like right. that. So then it's kind of like, why are you giving like people the opportunity? Because like yes. I've seen some bad <clears throat> productions where mm-hmm. it's like, you just probably shouldn't. And I, yes. and I'm sorry, like, like I know it's like depriving people of singing this wonderful music, but like, yeah. you know, maybe sing it in your car. Like there's no reason, like you don't need to perform it for somebody. I, I still enjoy it. I <laughs> yeah. still sing waiting for life in my car. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it's like, this is a this is one of those times that it's just so written to the core of the show and like yes. it's literal culture of that place of Haiti and stuff yeah. like that then putting changing the lyrics and having people that necessarily don't represent that life it just yeah. is not it yeah. doesn't sit well with me agree with everything yeah so you know the interesting thing with this musical is when we did it yeah obviously like you said we did it with the the line changes and it was more about rich and uh, poor rich and poor but at the same time we didn't change anything else about it we still had costumes that were you would wear like ethnic costumes that you would wear in Haiti and we did dances that would be considered you know that were taught to by Kenya to us which was amazing because she was passionate about that and she obviously knew what she was doing but I'm like okay if we're not obviously going to talk about that be like um, black versus white which we shouldn't yeah why are we including everything else well, because in that? It, it kind of felt like a wrong you're trying to put like two wrong shoes together right yes. it's like because they just didn't fit because like the thing is so if we had if we had not done that so the thing is we they did everything they could to make it authentic to the story itself right, right. but based off of the type of cast that we had it still wasn't right you right. know what I mean like it just didn't fit our department yes so before we get it, like, do we have any, like, because, like, the thing is, like, I also want to say that, like, we, there were some good moments, like, we're, like, you know what I mean, and, like, the show is beautiful, and it has yeah. good moments and stuff like yes. that, and I don't want to, like, shit No, shit we're, on it. we're not, this is not, not about the show no, at all. No, no. But we want to address, because I feel like in a lot of, you know, high schools, sometimes even in community theater, yeah. it's just not done justice. No. And it's even hard to even say justice, because I feel like... Like, uh, when we talk about the revival, it was directed by a white man. Yeah. It's It's for, for a show that is so focused on, like, a diverse cast, it's, like, surrounded by, like, white, white people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just you very know, it's a weird situation. Very weird. Um, what was, so, what was one of your favorite moments of the show? Like, so, there was that, also that show has a lot of problems for us just because. Yeah. There was a lot of animosity between the production team right. and the cast. Like, right. it was a particularly <clears throat> toxic environment. Yeah. Um, But there was... I still like <clears throat> to think that, like, there was still good moments that were yeah. sprinkled in. So, like, what's... Well... I, what's one for you? Yeah. So, um, I actually misspoke before because Andrea, who was yes. our lead, she was actually mixed. Yeah. So, she was mixed. black and white. Um. Did she want to be that role? I don't know. But, you Did know. Did she have the vocal type for that role as well? Yeah. I think sometimes when you feel like you need to have this person in a role, you kind of, you know, look past other things. But it could be unhealthy for that performer yes, to perform that role. Which it was. It because was. Because she, Andrea, and I'm there's no shame, Andrea is gorgeous. And she also has a beautiful, like, sobret, like soprano voice. Mm-hmm. Very light. She almost sounds like Snow White, like a little yes. bit in, from the cartoon. Yes. Very light soprano. And so this is a very vocally hard role, yes. especially if it's not in your voice type. Yes. Um, Delaney, who was her understudy? <laughs> 
So the funny thing was, I auditioned for this, and um, I remember singing. I think I think I sang uh, "It's a Fine Line", line from, from Avenue Q. Avenue Q. I was a sophomore. Okay, I didn't we'll know give it any to better, you, right? And I just remember going like, "Oh well, thanks for singing a belty song because this is a belting show." I was like, "Yeah, sure." So then I go, I have like a doctor's appointment, something, and I get a text from my um, vocal teacher, and she's like, oh my god, congratulations, understudy is a great role. I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm like, oh my god. So I got the understudy for T-Moon, which, let me tell you, it was awkward putting that on my resume, I'll say that. And it was like, should I? But also there was like drama between you though, because like the thing is, is that because this was such a vocally demanding show, Andrea needed a lot of vocal rest sometimes right. and so there was a lot of scares that Delaney was gonna go uh, on as team oh my one time like before an actual show yeah. and, like I never actually got a full rehearsal yep. I know understudies aren't supposed to get one but honestly when you have that show and you're just like yeah. what am We're, I doing she's, but she's also on stage 24-7 like, and exactly. she's got that complicated dance exactly so that was actually that you bring up that dance it was one of my like I think funniest memories was just practicing that dance with uh, specifically Andrea because uh, we I I look terrible doing it. I just remember that, and I don't even know if it was really like an authentic dance yeah. to that culture. Um, but my me flailing my arms around trying to get it down, also just so scared that I was going to have to do it that night. Um, yep. That was a fun memory. Yep, that was a, that was a. Can I say one one memory that I take away from Once on This Island? As a stage manager, I was very stressed. It was a very awkward situation for me to be in because um, the production team wasn't very nice to its actors, and the actors were all my friends. So it was a very interesting sensation to hear. Um, And the actors felt the animosity from the production team. And I still remember, like, typically opening night is when the director says, like, you guys are amazing. Like, congrats on your show. Like, Mm. you're going to have an amazing run. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen for us. What ended up happening was the cast themselves collected themselves in a small dressing room. (laughs) And we all held hands. And we all said, like, despite all the the crap that's been going on, Mm. like, we have an amazing show with ourselves. Yep. So let's just do this and Grab tell the up. story or whatever. <laughs> tell the <laughs> story. And it was just a really nice moment. And that's yeah. kind of what you look for when you do like a show or a cast. Like there yeah. were nasty circumstances, but it bonded the cast together in that animosity. Mm-hmm. And it was, they were, we were a strong unit, you know what I mean? And it just yeah. was such a nice feeling. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, it was so awkward coming out of that dressing room because I was by the director and the choreographer and the cho- the choreographer was like, okay, well, do you want to go, like, give your speech? And the director was like, sounds like they already had it. And, like, walked away. Uh, <laughs> oh, so she was very God. aware that. But, like, oh, there was goodness. no hiding it at that point. But that yeah. moment, though, in that dressing room, it just was really, really a nice moment. Yeah, that is a nice moment. I think when you kind of go through something as cast yeah. or whatever it is, you kind of regroup at the end and are like, well, we got to this together. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And again, it's like, the music is so gorgeous. It's like, it and is. so it's like, even though you weren't supposed, it's like, it was such you a nice, like, you had to enjoy it and you got to like sing this part. Yes. Um, one thing I also hated that they did in our production and I wish that they didn't was, <laughs> so we had the leads mm-hmm. and we also had a huge ensemble, huge yep. ensemble, right? Yep. And in the story, in Once on this Island, there are storytellers. Yes. So you have the people who play the gods. You've got Timun, her parents, 
Daniel. And then you've got the ensemble, which are called storytellers. Yes. And they all have lines because they're telling a story. Exactly. Like, they're narrating what's happening right. when it's not about the main characters. Um, they totally ignored that. So they decided not to use the ensemble as storytellers. The ensemble would just come in to fill up the stage, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of bullshit because yeah. it was like the leads already had a bunch of stuff and they wanted to do it like it was originally supposed to be done. Yeah. And it just didn't, they just didn't do that. And it was like, were they were vocal majors. So of course everybody could handle it. So I don't understand I was why they. part of the ensemble. Yes. So I mean. Speak from your experience. You know, in the scene Mama will provide, they all come out like, oh, and the trees and yeah. the frogs. And basically the, all the whole ensemble was the breezes. Breezes. So like. So you had like, but that's like, uh, you literally had like three birds. Uh, 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 right, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you had two uh, frogs, frogs, boom, 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 boom. and the breezes. Oh, yeah, that Jesus, was us. Don't cast us. Um, but so there, there was like, but there was like, there was like two frogs, three birds, and yeah. then twenty breeze. Yeah, and there was a platform in the back of the stage, and that's where we lived. Yeah, basically, <laughs> out of the way. So essentially, we were watching this show the entire time and like yeah. not really participating. Yeah. Um, my also favorite part with the ensemble <laughs> usage is like so. There's a part where um, Timoon goes to Daniel, her boyfriend. And she's healing him, and they have, like, they basically have, like, it's, like, a montage of them having yes. healing sex, right. essentially. Mm-hmm. They're not really having sex, but, like, you're getting the vibe Sensual. that they're going to get down to business. Yes. Urzuli, um, the the god, god of love, love uh, is singing, like, Human Heart while mm-hmm. they're doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had a scrim that would come down, and a scrim is a see-through piece of material that you could backlight so that... If you put it down, you don't see it. But as soon as there's light on somebody, you see them through this curtain. And right. It's a really cool effect. So Andrea and our friend Juan, who was playing Daniel at the time, were all on the ground. And they were all being cuddly. And then you see uh, Sarah Griner, who was our Azuli, was singing right above them with the scrim. Mm-hmm. And yep. then all of a sudden, a million faces popped up because the ensemble and all the other gods were also back there. And it was kind of this weird, like, Voyager system. Like, it oh, was like, yeah. you guys were literally spying on them getting like, down. Like, just behind the curtain, and they were on the ground with yeah. like, some pillows. And they were and... kissing and making out. It just, it was an And interesting... the song, it's like, because it, it was probably, like, written, at least in the 80s, yeah. like, the late 80s. It sounds so, like. It's like a baby-making song. It, it sounds like a, you uh, yeah. Part, part exactly. So that was, I guess that was fun. It was. It was. It was an experience to say the least. Yes, but you know what? Um, we want to talk about the actual amazingness of the musical when it's done right. When it's done right, which the Broadway revival amazing was done right, man. Amazing. Like we saw another bootleg. <laughs> um, and they did it at Circle in the Round, which is a completely in the round space. They mm-hmm. put sand down there. They had a water yes. feature for Ogway. Like there was a goat. There was a goat that randomly just kind of tutted around the stage and then yes. left. I yep. was like, where do you get a goat in New York City? He's chilling. Apparently. Um, but it was it was incredible and it was it was so well casted it and was. stuff like that. And it just so impeccably done and they use yep. the story of like I think my favorite thing that they do costume wise too is like they use the story of the storytellers right yeah. so it's like it starts out where it's just these group of people that are all just gathered together yeah. and they all decide to start telling the story and they take pieces of things that are around them to create their costumes to yeah. create them into these beings and stuff like that yeah. which I think is just such a cool concept yeah um watching it for the first time like done right was a pretty special experience yeah. because I think 
you know, it's like watching it, like we try to do these things and yeah. it's just like things we shouldn't have done. There's yeah. like no, um, no reason why we should have been doing this. Right. And the way they dance, the singing of it, like just the, like the way they all connected on stage yes. is what really makes that show oh, a, a five star. Literally the opening. And the thing is like, I say it time, time again, like the music is gorgeous yeah. and it's like in that opening number, it just gives me chills and like, they're all just dancing and just like, it's just so joyous. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just gorgeous. Um, I think a big plot line that we always discuss and, yeah. and talk about is the relationship between Daniel and T-Moon. Oh God. Yes. Because you know, it's like painted as this love story mm-hmm. and you know, T-Moon is um, head over heels for him. Yes. She saves him from this car wreck. She like heals him back to health. And then he goes back to his rich little area and he's like, um, who, who are, are you? you? Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, she sneaks into his room. Yeah. She know. sneaks into his room, but then they have that healing, yeah. healing night that you mentioned. Healing sex night. Healing sex night. But it's night. over weeks though, because he's like, he's starting to like, there's like that montage and stuff. Where yeah. Everyone's that's true. Gossiping and things. It's true. So I'm guessing they're having that healing night almost like, every night. I mean possibly. like every night, probably all day. Possibly all day. And so, and then he like sings her song, which, which basically is not yes. a great song. It's called some girls. He some gets girls. one song and it's basically like some girls you marry and some girls you just want to fuck. That's essentially what he's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's basically saying that like, you know, like Timoon is not the girl that he's going to marry. He's laying it out in the song. She doesn't really uh, hear it or understand it. Right. Um, but he is essentially betrothed to another rich bitch. He is. And earlier in the script, you know, Papa Gay comes down and says, oh, really? Are you going to try to fall in love with him? Because... If you don't and he doesn't love you back, you're going to die. You're mine. Because like, you're she go gave his soul. Right. So, guess what happens? <laughs> he he picks the, like, rich bitch. He, he picks the rich bitch. Which also, like, there's such a problem with Daniel, too, just because, <laughs> he's like, terrible character. he's such a guppy. Like, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, he has no spine because they're at this party, right? And he brings his little side piece to Moon, right? Mm-hmm. And people are basically mocking her. That's why they ask her to dance originally. They're like, right. dance for this little wild girl. Right. Um, to embarrass her. And he doesn't do anything to stop or protect her. Yeah. And then after it, like, Andrea sees, Andrea sees, like, how much T-Moon loves him mm-hmm. and is literally like, you need to tell this girl that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you're you're leading her around. Yeah. And he's like, I did it. And then she's like, okay, I'll tell her. Right. Honey, like, it ain't going to happen. I'm right. so sorry. But, like, you can see us when we're happily married. And T-Moon yeah. is devastated. And then yeah. he just goes, sorry, bitch. I, th- I thought that's how you knew this was. It was not going to be sex. And he leaves. And she literally dies in the streets. Right. I mean, they pull an Ella Enchanted and they go, you need to kill him. Yes. And if you don't, then that's going to happen. Yeah. So, obviously, she's in love with him. This sparks a debate. This we will come be to... a debate. Yep. She's in love with him. She doesn't kill him. Yeah. She, she ends up at his gate. And then they're throwing coins to the peasants. And he gives one to her. Which and... I think is just like... Dust it's in like, her face, like you're exactly. dust in her face. Exactly. But so, the gods are so moved by the fact that she never so gave up. So kind. She never gave up her love for him. They drown her. That they turn her into a tree. First, they drown her. Though. Okay, but it, like as a mercy killing. <laughs> 
and then they turn her into a fucking tree. And then, but also, like, and I don't think that's a rightful punishment either because, no. or punishment, reward. Yeah. Because they turn her into a tree and they literally say in the narration that she gets to watch Daniel living his happy life. Right. And then watch his children go. And, like, swing on her. And, like, play on her. Yeah. And, like, what, the dog pees on her? The dog pees on her. <laughs> it's like, really? That's terrible. That's I'm terrible. Mad. I would have rather be, like, a bird or something. Why are you going to give me a tree? Yeah, at least she could fly away and not watch them. She'd be like, I'm done with you. She'd yeah, it's actually watching, almost though. a, a punishment, like they're torture. Also, but if she was a bird, like they're like, why is this like a crow like staring at us twenty four seven? Always shitting on their house. Oh God. Okay, so the debate. Debate time. Debate, debate. So, do you think that Timon's love? Timon. T- oh, Timon and Puma. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that her love or that her relationship with daniel yeah was infatuation yeah or love now we're gonna make our cases do you okay. want me to go first or do you want to go first i'm gonna go first okay give me your case here's what i'm gonna say listen i am now 25 years old right she was probably... 16. 16. Okay, 16 is a very young okay. age. Yes. Okay? It is like, you know, the typical, like, and the Disney movies are like, Disney Channel, they're Love like, I'm, I'm old enough to know my <laughs> own things, Body. mom. And yes, they are, you know, they know their things, but at the same time... To be in love with someone doesn't come with all that toxicity, okay? okay? So, she saw him, yeah, okay, she was with him, you know, a couple weeks, whatever. Mm-hmm. He was playing her like a little fiddle, okay? <laughs> he was saying all the right things, and she was infatuated with everything that she was. Right. he was saying to her. Okay. Okay? And so, she wa- I, I don't believe it was love. I don't believe she was in love. I think she was infatuated, and there's going to be another question that comes after this, but it's infatuation. She's too, I'm sorry, I just think she's too young to think... To be in love. Right. That wasn't love. Okay. She could maybe think it, but she was infatuated. Okay? Period. Okay. So, that's Selene's side. My side is, the bitch was in love. And I'll tell you right, because it's like, the thing is, I, from a standpoint, I understand the infatuation thing, mm-hmm. but, don't you dare! I listen to you calmly. The okay, love go. thing is, she's, like you said, she's young and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also think that sometimes when you're love, like when you're young, you actually love without like you, you give your whole self and that's what she did. She gave her whole self. And if you recall in the musical, Erzuli is a goddess of love. And she says like, she's like, she loves this boy. And she's like, she will choose love all the time. Now, infatuation to me is something that will f- be fleeting, which means if she didn't die at the end, if she didn't die at the end of the show, then she probably would have gone over it in, like, like a couple years or something like that, right? Yeah. I don't think so. I think that Timon truly loved him because, like, the thing is, like, in people can have crazy infatuations, but there was such a, like, the way that she went about loving him and stuff like that. And, and you say, like, oh, he played her like a fiddle, right? Yes. But people get played into loving you, like... That's on him. That's not on her. She, not blaming she, she, her. No, but like I'm saying that she couldn't help that she loved him because he literally was giving her the attention and stuff like that. And sure, it's like sometimes when you're love and you're in love with somebody, you don't realize that they're manipulating you or like playing you like that. She was devastatingly. You don't die of a broken heart if it was infatuation. You die of a broken heart because that person was your whole life and your whole soul that you were giving to them. She saw him. She was on the island with people she didn't like. He comes 
bumps into her yeah. and he crashes. Of course she's like, "Ooh, no new person. I can I can get on this board. I can be like, I get on, on board. this board. I can get on this board." <laughs> No, Get but it's like, it, but I think like sure, like I think that when she saw him driving around, I'm sure there was an infatuation with him. But nah, it, it no, but when it she spends no, fuck that, it's love, and it's like that raises stakes because if it was infatuation, that's just really sad that she would throw her life. That's away why her. it's sad. That's not why it's sad. It's so sad. No, you, it's more because sad as the oh. audience member, you know. That she's like, ah, she's in love with she's him. She's infatuated. No, she's and, in love with him, and that's why it's and so he's sad like, when he rejects her. Because it's sad because she, uh, yeah. No, no, we will agree to disagree. <laughs> and we're going to uh, say, once again, I'm a Scorpio. She's Sagittarius. I, I think these positions definitely uh, show that. Sag- Scorpio is pessimistic, and Sagittarius <laughs> is optimistic. Okay, so, um, so she the was next, infatuated. She okay. was not infatuated. She was she in love with him. Infatuated. Because that's why it's so sad. Because he literally, like, and that's why she didn't see it coming. Because she was so deeply in love with him that when he was like, this was never going to go anywhere. Because he, I think, thought it was a fat- infatuation. He saw it as a fling. He didn't see that. Because, like, when you love someone, it's deep. Infatuations come and go. And the fact that he saw that and he's like, that was never going to happen. That was when it was so heartbreaking that she just couldn't even think about eating or doing anything. She just had to get back to him. And he totally just, like... Whoosh. 16 years old. Yes! You can be in love when you're 16 years old. You can think you're in love. Delaney, you're such an old coot you when you say that. That's you're like, in love. That love is not like oh, that. That's love is so not, not true. Like Everyone can have you, different... Delaney, everybody can have... Di- <laughs> everybody can have different journeys in life. Some people can fall in love when they're 16 years old. Some people won't fall in love until they're 100, which will be you because you don't believe in it. You'll uh, think it's infatuation. I will never get played like a fiddle. <laughs> Like a fiddle. Ooh, okay, wow. Anyway, so we're so not going to agree. We'll agree <laughs> we're definitely not agree on this. But I just okay. remember because this whole debate came out of when we were watching it. I said something. Yeah. You're like, infatuation. I was like, no, I love. And then we <laughs> just started arguing right there. Uh, anyway. So, All right. You know, what? we'll probably put a question up that says, like, yeah. who do you agree with? Yes. Um, so then this sparked the question. <laughs> if you were in T-Moon's shoe... Shoes, <laughs> not peg leg. She's, she's barefoot. <laughs> if you're in her bare feet shoes, um, and you, Papa Gay was literally like, who Papa Gay is the game, demon of death. She's coming to you. She's like, listen, we made that bargain. If he dumped your ass, your soul's mine because I saved him. So the only way you're gonna get out of this is if you're gonna kill him right now. Here's a knife. Uh, Go kill him yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. What would you do? And this was moments after he literally said i'm getting married to this other rich bitch it was never going to be anything more than sex i'm sorry have a nice life would you kill daniel so this is hard mm-hmm. because in my mind my infatuated mind yes uh so if i if, okay if i were in her shoes yes. and i was infatuated which i believe she was okay then i would kill him okay then i would kill him because i'm not in love with him and so then you're proving my point about love what you're proving my point about love right there you just said it because you said if i was infatuated with him i knew it wasn't like it would end and i would kill him whereas like if it was love there's no way that she didn't kill him no, she believed it was love, but she is infatuated. Okay, okay that's beside the point. Anyway. <laughs> okay, but I think if I was still Delaney, like, yeah. it, as the character, yeah. 
it sounds terrible, but then I would realize he was not really in love with me. Yeah. He was just, like, tricking me all the time. And yeah. I would be like, oh, Lainey, you're so stupid, but I would still stab him in the back. <laughs> and then I would um, continue on with my life. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'd probably do the same thing. But, oh. it, but it would be because um, I, <laughs> as a Sagittarius, I sometimes make decisions um quickly and then regret them later so i think what would happen would because papa gate comes at her like right after he dumps her yeah and since i was in love with this person Mm -hmm. and they just broke my heart and there's no chance that it's going to change i would be so angry and so upset that i think if given the knife i probably would go at him and like stab him and then like be upset with myself for making that rash decision. Wait, so go at him as you would stab him? Yeah, I would stab him. And you're proving my point. Because you're talking about if you were really in love with someone, you would stab them. Um, there are people that do that every single day. There are people that... No, no, no. There there are love, like, deaths that happen all the time where you literally... It's because you're so in love with them. That's not love, I, no, honey. I, That's I, not love. No, 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 no. To them, it's love. It's not... No. It's not healthy... Delaney. We have different definitions of <laughs> it's love. It's not a healthy... I'm not saying that it's a healthy kind of love that you ever want to have in your life, but there are different facets of love, and there is an obsessive type of love where they are all encompassing. It's not infatuation. Oh, infatuation? No, it's not infatuation. It's not infatuation. Anyway. God damn it. <laughs> so, like I said, I would probably be just so distraught and run over with my emotions that I would end up killing him and then being like, oh, shit, why did I just do that, like, and regret it later, but I definitely think I'd kill him. <laughs> so, anyways, Daniel's dead in our book. Yeah, Daniel's dead. Whether it's infatuation or love, he's dead. Yeah. We I can, like, like that ending. We, we can, can agree like, with that. Hell, yeah. He can turn into a fucking tree, and I'll bring my dog and pee on him. Uh, <laughs> hey, boy. Yeah, okay, so. All right, well, this, this wraps up. I mean, like, is there anything else that you'd like to say about, like... I think we got our point across with that. I Um, think so, too. But It's a great show. Listen to the soundtrack, especially the revival. They've got some amazing voices on there. My bitch, Leah Salonga, was the uh, Mm. goddess of love. Love her. God, she's so gorgeous. And then, like... Alex Newell. Alex Newell as... Osaka. Osaka. Literally gives me life. And also, can I just say, and I said this during when we were watching it, but, like, Isaac Powell... (laughs) As yeah. Daniel. He break you. Guys. He break you. When he, they appeared on the Tonys and she was singing Waiting for Life, he did that, like, butt move that I can never do. <laughs> and I literally, <laughs> like, shit myself. I mean, not shit myself, but I was excited. Ugh. And um, Haley Kilgore, who was oh, obviously God. to Moon. And she, that was her Broadway debut. And we watched the um, ending, the closing night performance, and, like, oh. everyone gave a standing ovation. After like, every number, everyone was yeah. like, Wah! There's the standing ovations for everything. It's an amazing show. Y'all need to and they all go. Watch it was it. really, it was just incredible. And if incredible. you like, not to like, you know, throw any theaters under the bus, but if you see a company doing it and you just don't feel like it's gonna do it justice, you know what? Maybe skip that one. Yeah, and that's okay. It's a totally okay. It's okay. Okay, guys. Guess what time it is? That was long. Uh, fire round. Rude. You just mad because we didn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get you to agree. All right. I'll get you to agree. Oh, God. Fire round. So, first question. Super easy okay. off the bat. So, we've got four gods in this play. We've got goddess of love, Erzuli. Yeah. Goddess of nature, Asake. Uh, it's... Life. Goddess of life. Earth. Like, earth. earth. Mother of earth. of earth. Yes. Um, Asake. Um, God... Asaka. 
<laughs> a sucker group me a garden. Um, and then we've got uh, Papa, Papa Gay, God Demon of Death. of Death, Demon of Death. Okay, Demon, sure, whatever. And then we've got um, Agwe, God of Water. Yes. Right? Okay. So our first question in the fire round is, which God would each other be? <sighs> and I think that we're going to have the same answer. Well, okay. Well, okay. I don't know. Okay. So. Okay. For Delaney. Yeah, you go first. I said Papa Gay. Why? Why am I the demon? Well, because <laughs> I'm aware of debate. <laughs> no, I just I think that Papa Gay is somebody who doesn't go along with the other gods. Okay, you know what I mean? Like she won't the they because it's been originally it was performed by a man, and the revival it was changed to a woman, which yeah. I absolutely am a fan of. Yes. Um. So. She doesn't go with the she doesn't go with the flow. She will say her opinion. She likes being the devil's advocate. It's true. Um, and you know she likes getting her way. <laughs> so he's a Scorpio too. Yeah, definitely. Um, no. Okay. So with you, I'll say what. Who would, what I, well, you, what, I'll say who I thought okay. in a second. But with you, <laughs> oh, well, I'll we're say. getting very feisty. <laughs> okay. Um, I think you're a mixture. Uh-huh. I think you're a mixture of Papa K and Asaka fascinating because you're not just no, evil it's true you have I'm like funny which is like a sake oh my gosh she humble ladies and gentlemen she's <laughs> humble. excuse me is that not the trait that you would describe me when you describe me to people no you you no, you are funny but i didn't i wasn't like saying Asaka was funny like okay. i was seeing it more because you are like you are definitely take charge and you help people if they need help and good listener like i'm being nice to you here. so mama will provide is my hub <laughs> mama will provide it's your what is my anthem oh yeah i thought you said you at home <laughs> i was like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> anyways you're a combination of both because i know you like papa gay and i would say i'm a combination of papa gay but we didn't say combination well i'm doing it fine papa gay and urzuli because i agree with that i'm sweet like also sometimes Crickets, I'm, not just Crickets. Gay. <laughs> I'm not just pop gay. I'm not just pop gay. Pop gay, pop gay, don't come out on me. Um, Agua. no, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with the Zuli thing too. No one's really Agua. Agua. <laughs> Nobody wants water in Agua. Spanish. <laughs> oh, no one wants, but it's because well, do you know that like? And I think this is just a fun fact that I saw an interview with Lay Salonga, and she said. Um, and you can see it in the revival. I just didn't say it, but you okay. can see it. Is that in old stories, Erzuli and Agwe were actually married. And so, like, if you watch oh. the revival, Leia Salonga and I think his name is Quentin. Winston? Okay. Uh, the sure. guy who played um, Agwe. Uh-huh would constantly be touching and like getting to know oh. even when they leave scenes like there was a physical connection to them that i really oh, wow. liked okay anyway I really like that uh yeah but you don't really see him so nobody really cares although he has a really cool song Rain. can we talk oh so we need to talk about in our production oh really my God. quick um corbin who played uh Ogway, he had this like water rain stick, stick. Rain, rain stick, stick. But it's not your typical and, rain stick. Right. So he comes down. We're all dancing on the stage. It's a stick with little tendrils on it that right. have beads. Right. So he goes, rain, and he swooshes he the stick. That stick. And beads fly everywhere. You just and everybody is barefoot in this production. So you hear the you hear the beads going. Just go everywhere. Yeah, it's great. And then we all fall. And then everyone steps on them also in that song uh the ensemble came in with umbrellas because it yeah. was singing in the rain yeah yeah it was it was quite a show it was quite a show okay 
Number two of the fire round. Oh, God. This is going to be a long one. Okay. Which grim fairy tale would represent your life? So this is based on Little Mermaid. So we were like, which grim would you think? Yeah. Okay. So my yours was easy. It was a okay. very, like, go-to. It was Little Red. Okay. Yeah. That's Wow, you're not going to say why at all. Well, I think it's pretty easy. I think the <laughs> public knows why. is because you're precocious like Little Red. Okay. Um, so I just think that that would be your story. Because a lot of them, like, the girls aren't as feisty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I just think that I would want you to have a story where you Aww. were a fighter. You know, so I kind of thought the same for you. So I was like, I need a, a, a fairy tale that has a strong woman yeah. figure in it. So I picked this tale um, called Clever Gretel. And in this story, Gretel is, like, this, um, like, chef slash maid of this, like, rich dude. Uh Uh-huh. And she's always drinking alcohol and, like, eating stuff that she makes for him. Okay? So one day he's like, okay, I'm going to have guests. Go make some chicken. She's like, fine. She she makes some chicken, and she's like, I'm going to drink some more. Go, go, go. She's like, damn, I'm hungry. Are are they coming soon? And he's like, oh, shit, y'all go get them. So he runs off, and she's like, oh, they're taking so long, and I'm hungry, so I'm going to eat this chicken. So she's like, I'll take one bite. So she, she eventually eats the whole chicken, right? Mm-hmm. So then he comes back and he's like, oh, hey. And she's like, oh, my God. Or no, no, the, the guests come first or something like that. She's like, guys, like, get out of here. Like, he, he wants to chop off your ears. Like, like go away. And they're like, wait, what? And so, and then he's like, oh, hey, where did the guests go? Like, they were just here. And she's like, oh, my God. Dude, they ate your chicken. <laughs> like, they wanted your chicken. Oh, my God. And he's like, wait, what? And yeah, she's like, okay, bye. And then... <laughs> Apparently, like, it's actually known, like, that this is a great story for young girls to read because of how she swindled this older man. I still cannot believe that because, like, that to, that to me is a story that Jory would tell because Jory um, would lo- loves to throw parties and stuff. Yes. And she, her and Juan go over the top and buy all the snacks. Yeah. And I'm not that way at all. I'm like, oh, like, they just put out some chips. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, this sounds like a charade that I would do to not have a party. I'd be like. Exactly. Sorry, they canceled, guys. Like, they couldn't get in. Like, she made up all these lies. She was eating the <laughs> she chicken. She'd be lying, eating the chicken. She, yeah. I do like chicken, so. There you go. Clever <laughs> Gretel. That's you. God damn. Literally a, a drunk and a fatty. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, that's good. All right. Okay, last one, last one. Uh, gender bend. Okay, this is hard. Okay, so in the revival... They gender bent some of the characters. As we've mentioned, uh, Alex Papa Gay was originally and, yeah. a man, and it was a woman in the revival, and Alex Newell... Was a Saka, killed it. Yep, who originally was a male, but then uh, Alex played it, and yeah, like we said, killed okay. it. Yes. So, do you want to go first? Yeah, so basically the question we're asking, 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 asking is... What would be your gender role in Once on This Island? Like, what male role would we play in this in this um, uh, show? And then yeah. also, we opened it up to all musical theater roles. Yeah. Which, that's a little hard. That's a little hard. All right. So, do you want to go first? I want to go first. You go first. Okay. So, Delaney, I mean, but this is easy, would be Papa Gay. Because I just Kay. think that, like... I and mean, I can't say this enough, but it's like Papa Gay is such an interesting character it really to me. Is. Yeah. And they get to do such weird shenanigans and yes. just be so creepy. And I just think that you could do that so well. Thank you. Like I wouldn't want to waste you on someone like Daniel. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it's true. So that is who I'd want to, to put you as. I gave you Papa Gay as well. Because <laughs> but, we were both like, Oh hey, who would you want to be in the show? And Meg was like, Papa and Gay. And Delaney said Who right. did you say? Who did I say? Papa Gay? No, you did not. You said the lead. 
You're like, I'll be doing. <laughs> well, God, don't call me out. <laughs> it's like, who did I say? Oh, my yeah. God. Humble so we're, we're both uh, Papa Gay. Yeah. Papa Gay. God, I keep seeing things in the corner of my eye. I got spooky. She's haunted. Okay. And then in real life. In real life. Okay. So I'm going to go really quick. Okay. Because uh, I'm remember. really trying to remember if you had mentioned male roles. So I'm going to go with what I know for sure. And that is Javert, Angelos. For some reason, I'm throwing out Percy Jackson here because I know you like that musical. I, I would like that. And a newcomer, Beetlejuice. Because <laughs> we talked about <laughs> we that. We did talk about that. I didn't even think of Beetlejuice. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So who are you actually wanting to play? So I would want to be, and I really thought about this because, guys, like, I do love my tenor roles. Like, okay. I, there's a lot of tenor roles that I would like to be. Yeah. Um, but I lean, I landed on, I would either want to be Jack Kelly and Newsies just because, like, <gasps> he's, a good one. Oh, he's so good and he's such a leader yeah. and he gets inspired, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he's got angst. <laughs> um, yeah. The other person that I'd want to be is Anatole from uh, Natasha and Pierre. Oh. Only purely because... It would be so fun, kind of like how I'd almost want to play Gaston a little bit, because he's so arrogant and so manipulative, mm. and mm. it's like, and his music is that way too, and mm. it's just so cool. I just, I can't, like, okay. one of my favorite little things, my friend Natalie, which I mentioned in the Mamma Mia episode, her name's Natalie, mm-hmm. there's a part in Natasha and Pierre that I sing to her all the time, which is Anatole is trying to hit on Natasha, who calls Natalie. He oh. goes, Natalie, 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 I must love you or die. Oh, so good. Wow, it sounds so good. Anyway. It, okay. Wow. It's good. Okay. Okay, so Delaney. Mm-hmm. I bounced around. There was two that I was like, okay, I know for sure. Okay. It was Bobby Strong in You're in Town <laughs> because you love You're in Town. I do love You're in Town. And I also think that you love Bobby. I do. The other character that I'd give you would be JD and Heathers. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't oh. even think of that. Uh, yeah, I like that. And actually, so I accept that both. I was thinking of Bobby too. Um, but I would also take Jack Kelly because that would be super love fun. Um, and honestly, any like Aaron Tveit role, I think I would be happy doing. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine Gabe in Next to Normal? I know. That's what I was thinking. Literally the devil. Or who, what's his name in um, Catch Me If You Can? Uh, uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah, that would be fun, too. Oh, I just want to sing goodbye. Goodbye. Yes. Or even Christian. I mean, like, Moulin Rouge. I mean. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Literally, just, you want to beat Aaron Tveit. You want to marry him, have sex with him, get in his skin. <laughs> Watch out, Aaron Tveit. <laughs> yeah, I'm so creepy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Guys. Don't fall on silent. Go watch it. Yes, go, go love listen it. to Experience, it. Experience like like a good production. Oh god, guys, because it's good, it's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> not creepy. Oh, um, yeah, guys. He's like, wait, don't let my garden. So please remember what we said in this. You know, just be weary and just think about how this new generation is handling things and how if you were ever to this production would you you know want to direct it and, yeah and, and, stuff and make like smart that. choices exactly so we hope you learned something here today. yeah we hope that you learned that true love can happen at any age and you know what <laughs> sometimes love can be a fatuation <laughs> and with that ladies with and that, gentlemen we bid you adieu. bye goodbye